And welcome back in to another episode of Tribal Council Chat. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Bruce Heller. And is your audio on? Sorry. Can you hear me, Bruce? Now I can. Sorry. Brett's audio wasn't running for a second, but we're back now. So. That's Bruce. Episode 9 of Survivor 45, and before we get into our player of the week, and there's a ch- actually a chance we might have different ones this week, but after three weeks in a row, I kind of doubt it. What were your overall thoughts on this episode? That's a great episode. I at first thought when they gave the preview last week that I was going to hate the twist, but I love the fact that they had a chance to earn their vote back. Yeah. So that was a really nice change from production and made it interesting. I like that. I also like that, unlike in so many other seasons, like I I wrote down in my notes, Colby and Jerry, Australian Outback, because I love that they made their own teams. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. We rarely ever seen because of the fact that it could be competitive advantage. Like we saw with everybody laughing when Joey said she would pick Colby in episode in the episode she goes home in in Australia. Yeah, the, the challenge was a really fun twist. I love the teams of three. The mm-hmm. third, and we'll get into this when we get to the challenge. But the third stage of the challenge is a challenge featured in one of your favorite seasons, Co Wrong. It sure is, and. My mom, who I watch it with tonight, is a huge Aubrey fan. And so, of course, she remembered that one because isn't that the one that, like, it was the ah, Scott and Jason were kind of having issues with everyone, and Aubrey just goes head to head with one of them in that challenge. Exactly. So, um, that's interesting you say that. Your mom and I might need to have a date on Twitter, on Instagram when we do a co long recap someday. Well, yeah, for sure. So, diving into the actual episode recap, player of the week, who you got? Um, do you want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to go with D. Okay, that was mine. Yes, dude. Um, how, how can you not? Kendra's targeting her a minute into the episode, seems to be pushing some numbers, and then Kendra goes home unanimously. Well, and to me, my thing was D was really the only person that actually wanted Kendra gone. Everyone else was either wanted Jake gone or like, okay, I could go either way. And at one point, it's looking like all the numbers are falling on Jake. And D's like, no, I want Kendra. And somehow it's still Kendra. D was pushing for Kendra. So it ended up being Kendra. And D has just solidified herself as a favorite in this game. Oh, she's the front. If she makes it to the end, she wins. No question. That's what I said, and we'll get into this too, but, like, Julie, what are you thinking? I don't know. Like, I... There's a lot... The last thing they showed us before Tribal was the three Rebas and Emily wanting to go with Jake and then taking it to D, but D... And D saying, no, I'd rather do Kendra. And then at Tribal, yeah. it somehow ends up being Kendra, despite D being the only person that was really pushing for that. Yeah. So 
I'd like to see how she kind of got everyone to do that, but the fact that she did it at all is impressive. Because, like, from different episodes so far, there's a few players that I maybe can't, but, like, we're down to eight, eight people, and I can make a good case for many of them to win. Yeah. Like, and... you can make a good case for D to win, for Austin to win, for Emily to win, for Bruce to win. Yeah, and even Bruce had a much better episode this week, I think. Bruce had an amazing episode. And there's a really cool, powerful moment there I was talking with my mom about while we were watching it, but we'll get to that when we get there. But Anyway, starting the episode, what's your thoughts to kind of the reaction to the Kelly bloodline? My first reaction is we see Jake talking about how he had no idea it was going to be Kelly. And he was not only, in his own words, not only left in the dark, but left in another dimension. And I just don't know how that's possible. The options were yeah. her and you. How did you not know she was an option at all? Yeah. Like, you voted for her, I think. Like, Felt like no one was biting on it, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. And then... Well, I maybe every... Jay was honest and OJ, oh, Jake, sorry, I watched both the challenge and survival tonight. No, you're good. I might mix up those two names. But um maybe Jake was being honest and voted completely in the dark and it just so happened to work. And maybe the people in Survival Fanjury that are criticizing uh player of the week from last episode might be onto something. Yeah. Last week didn't really give me anyone that was I felt super great about being player of the week. He was just kind of yeah. the one I made the argument for. And, but And this week it's the complete opposite. Yeah. This week I ended up going with D. I could have made it made an argument for Bruce and I was texting with Kevin, who's been on here with me before when you weren't here. And what he texted me was you better give Bruce his props this time. Which we will throughout the recap, but oh, we will. And speaking of the next note, I have after being confused by Jake is Bruce has self awareness with like four exclamation points because he said if Kelly wasn't voted out, it would have been me. Yeah. So he's actually starting to show self awareness, which is new. So good for yes. him. That Kelly was targeting him, which was interesting. Yeah, and he had no idea that was happening or how she felt yeah. until they told him. Which is, it's interesting how they handled that because they made it sound to him like that's why they voted her out because she was calling him overbearing and everything, which isn't exactly true, but they didn't lie either because, I mean, she said all those things. Well, that it's close said. enough to the truth that it's a great story to tell Bruce because it's going to build trust with him. Yeah. And then... We see Kendra is super sad that Kelly's gone and says that was her friend since day one, which is, again, such a great testament to how good Kelly was playing, especially yeah. socially. Like, she had good relationships with absolutely everyone out there. Any sort of new returning player season, we need to see Kelly get another chance. Oh, yeah, for sure. So before we move on, from all the Kelly reaction. Do you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, that was really the big part. So, 
Sorry, I had to go close a gate so one of my dogs didn't get into the carpeted part of the house. Uh, that was one of the big, that was the big part to the beginning, I guess. Let's jump into tree mail. Yeah. So, well, hold on. Before, we have Bruce is, we have a moment where we have Bruce scared and saying he doesn't know where he is in the game, which leads into kind of a powerful moment that I was mentioning me and my mom were talking about where he's reflecting on Kelly, calling him overbearing. And he goes, this is how I treat my daughters and my kids. And mm -hmm. where I feel like he's probably legitimately coming at this with good intentions and wanting to be loving and feel like family. And it just wasn't coming across that way. We kind of see this Absolutely. moment of self-realization that goes beyond the game even where he's thinking, okay, I need to ask my family members about this when I get home. And if they're saying the same things, I legitimately need to change. And it's kind of cool to see when the game goes beyond the game and bleeds into life like that. Good. So, tree mail. Yeah. Before we even get into what the contents of it was, I mean... We had a tribe swap. We had an auction. Now we have tree mail. This is like drop the foil, keep the five. Yeah, this has been awesome. I love this. There, he's finally starting. Like the new era has been fun, but he's probes is finally kind of starting to listen more to what fans want. And yeah, I still want to see the family members back at some point, which. We're recording this hours after the episode ended. Normally, it's a few days later, and I've listened to On Fire. But one thing I've heard him say that someone wrote in and asked if the family members could return, and he said yes, that originally that was a COVID thing, that just with quarantine and everything. But eventually, like a lot like tribe swaps and stuff, they wanted to establish the new era as the, this new version of the game before they started bringing mm -hmm. stuff back. I feel Makes like sense. we've done that now. We can bring the family members back at some point. It doesn't have to be every season. But we brought the auction back. Let's let's start bringing sure. stuff back now. Like I'm not asking for the 13 extra days you cut, but family members would be nice. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. So what do you think of the three teams for going into this challenge and how the tribes decided to divide themselves? I think the tribe divisions were interesting. I think Julie ending up on a team with two bellows and then Austin realizing that and being, well, if someone's going home from each team, Julie's in trouble. But I mean, two reactions to that. I was like, one, do not, because you're not going to vote out three players in one episode. This is a TV show. They're here to make money. They need to run the episodes as they actually are. At the same time, I was like, this is such good awareness from Austin because let's hypothetically say something crazy happens and they are doing that. These players don't know what's going on in the outside world. Maybe they have to wrap the game up today. Like I know, for example, the Challenge UK when they did a spinoff wrapped it up quick because Her Majesty the Queen passed away in the middle of shooting 
and it was a British show, like that needed to finish. So you never know. It's so smart of Austin to realize just on the off chance that this is happening, I need to protect my ally. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of Austin, I a storyline that kind of runs throughout this episode that I'm intrigued to see where it goes next week is starts around the time, like right before we see these teams form up and we see Tree Mail of Emily wants D gone. So yeah. she makes what I feel like was an interesting choice to take that to Austin and Drew. And doesn't say that it's because she feels like they're choosing D over her, but in the confessional, we see her say that. And we see Austin say he wants to keep finding a way to work with both D and Emily the way he has been. And kind of want to hear your thoughts on this. But my instinct is I feel like he, the way he's playing this, he's risking losing Emily pretty easily. Absolutely. But I think it could go either way. Just as he's risking losing Emily, he's also risking maybe that group of four just deciding that we all can't go to the final tribal council. I think he's going to lose Emily next week because she was already starting to feel like they're picking her D over her. And then they said, okay, we'll talk to our people. Jake will be the target because that's what Emily was saying. She want, she'd rather Jake go than Kendra. Then the target ends up getting flipped back to Kendra. I I think Emily is going to flip next week. I mean, why wouldn't you at that point? In some way or another, I just wouldn't be surprised to see if maybe we get a kind of reshuffling of alliances now that we're at the final eight. The finale is a couple in a couple of weeks. And everybody, I don't think anybody is really playing in this for the experience anymore. They all know that they need to get in the top three of whatever alliance they're working with, or else it's all for naught. Well, and if you think about it, if Emily's going to flip, it's next week or never. There's eight people left now. If Emily flips, there's four Rebas and four against the Rebas. If you wait till final seven, it doesn't matter if you flip. They have four out of seven. They're going to be the final four. They've been tight this whole time. And early on, you and I both said that that group of four seemed more like two duos than an actual group. They were a group. I don't feel like that anymore. They seem like a tight group of four all around. So if Emily's going to flip, it has to be next week or else the flip is pointless. We'll see what happens. So, immunity challenge. And and like we said, this is a fun challenge. It's in three stages. We have three teams of three. And the last team to finish the first first two legs, I think, is eliminated. And then two teams go head-to-head. And then the team that wins that second stage goes on and all three of them are going head to head in the third stage where you're having to hold your arms up like this and you old tile. They did it in Co-Wrong. Jeff made some sort of comment during it that they've done that challenge twice. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember off the top of my head when else they did it, but you do, but I'll find out. Yeah. But really fun challenge to watch. 
And then he just kind of casually throws out there, oh, the first team eliminated. You all three lose your votes, which if you listened last week, we kind of both agree that the new era does the lose your vote thing too much. But both the way they did it with the auction last week and the way they did it this week, I actually don't hate it. I just hate that they did it two weeks in a row. Like I said, they had a chance to get it back. So it made it interesting because you really, nobody other than the three people that played, even them, because they don't know the other people's results. They only know their own. Nobody playing really knew how many votes there were. Yeah. And even when they came back, and we'll get to Austin when we get to that part of the episode. Which, by the way, I didn't. Re- I forgot this when we were recapping last week. Austin has an idol now. Now that Kelly's gone, the other two parts of the amulet are gone. Austin has a fully powered idol. Good till five. He does. So let's comment on each part of the challenge very briefly. Um, phase one, I don't know if you had any thoughts, but when I see the three, the team that goes out, go out of the challenge, Emily was like waist deep in sand. Yeah. If you have to dig that far, you've gone too far. Well, they were all digging that deep though. Yeah. So, and they were fine. My point is why they lost. They were somehow totally off and wasting no time. Well, yeah, but I don't just mean everyone. Like, if you look at all three teams, we're digging ridiculously deep for some reason. I guess you just look at it again. It was, yeah, that was a wild challenge. We've seen them have to dig stuff, up, dig stuff up out of the sand before, and it's just one of those. You're I mean, afraid we've seen you hit the. Point we've seen a guy almost die digging stuff out of the sand, so they've yeah. got to be careful with this. I kind of get digging so deep just because in the back of your – at least it'd be in the back of my head that like when I eventually stop digging, it's like right below there. But true. at some point you have to move on to a different spot. But, yeah, the first part of the challenge was really fun. We had a balance beam, and we had digging in the sand for rope. I thought there was going to be many more falls than there were. Yeah. There normally is. I think, and you tell me what you think, but I think that both teams made a big mistake here. And they were lucky that both teams did the same thing. And that is that, in my view, you have to target, throw the ball at these targets up or down. Placing the top and the bottom left them both very playing with fire Yeah. when it comes to knocking a ball off and completely messing up your chances for immunity. Yeah, and I think they were just kind of throwing them up there and probably hoping to get one of them. I don't know if they were, like, had a strategy of we have to do it in yeah. this order. They were just trying to get them on there. but Makes sense. The little bridge they had to make with the rope rungs, by the way, is – that's the winners at war second battle back, right? Mm-hmm. At least part of it. Anderson. Yeah, my favorite winner, Natalie Anderson, won barely won that challenge, admittedly, with two or three advantages, but she won it, came back, finished second place in the season. So 
<laughs> and so, yeah, that's what I was thinking of during that like middle part of the challenge as I was getting winners at war flashbacks. Gosh, winners at good. war had fun season, really brutal boot order. I can't complain about it. We might have to do a winners at war episode next off season, but yes. And so, especially too with Paramount Plus having Canada like gets season thirty and above, we could easily look at maybe a Kogong recap and a winners at war recap. Yeah, we have a fun off season planned ahead for you guys. By the way, we we have a list going yeah. already. And so we get to the last part of the challenge, the, this thing, the Korong flashback. And it's Bruce and Julie and Kendra. And Jeff drops a fun little trivia nugget on there that they've done this challenge two other times. And it's never been won by a man, which was fun. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have to look up what the other one was when we're done recording because it's going to bug me. But the streak of not being won by a man is broken. Because Bruce wins immunity again. So he's gaining self-awareness, reevaluating, kind of figuring out what he has to do to get forward. And now he wins and another immunity. the physical game. Yeah, and he wins another immunity, which gives himself more time to kind of hopefully put himself in a better position. And then... It's going to get him to final seven or eight. How yeah. many is it? They're at eight, so if he doesn't win the next one, he still has an idol. So he's at least guaranteed he seven. to get to seven. But who's to say he doesn't pull a Joe Anglum from Cambodia and just win three in a row and win another one? Call away and take it all the way to the end. Yeah, or Colby did that in Australian yeah. Outback. He won the last, like, five in a row, which is still yeah. crazy. It's, that might still be the record, isn't it? Five? I think both Colby and Mike share it. Yeah. But, gosh. So, Bruce wins. Everybody's beat it. And Jenna, Kim, and one other person have the uh, joint record for women at four. Is is the four in a row, or is that just total throughout the season? Oh, for the season. Okay. Because I know Colby, I think Colby's like the – he won the last like five, I think, but Something he won like others. That, yeah. He won others outside of that streak too. Yeah, like he was just all he had to do was take Keith to the end. But you know, I kind of respect wanting to go up against the best person instead of just the person that people don't like. It didn't work out for him, but it was one vote away from working. So. Yep. But Bruce wins immunity, and we get back to camp, and we see Jake saying he wants to start building trust with people he hasn't worked with before, which is, I mean, a good strategy. I don't know why that's only starting now, but... It's a good strategy, because if somehow I'm right, and who knows if it will happen or not, but if this group of four breaks apart... Jake is in a good spot to team up with one or two of them. Yeah, he is. And Jake's been so entertaining. He's just kind of all over the place. And he's got a cool, like, his voice sounds really cool to me. I like his accent. But it'll be interesting to see 
Do what? I said he's a Red Sox fan. So. Oh yeah, and <laughs> but like he hasn't been in a great position these past couple of weeks, so I kind of hope he can recover from that. From that, yeah, um, yeah. It'll be interesting. The Reba's the Reba four are strong. Like it'll be interesting to see if they stay together or not. But if you're right yeah. and they do just break up. I think the two guys will stay together and the two girls will be a separate pair and the guys will will be able to grab Emily and the girls might be able to grab Jake if he plays his cards right. So and then it'll come Bruce. Yeah, Bruce is just Yeah, I don't know where he's gonna go if that group breaks apart. But did you have any notes from the reward scene in the sanctuary? Kendra saying she doesn't eat chicken, but eating chicken and finally not forcing her opinions about vegetarianism on everybody else. I'm looking at you, Wendy and Kimmy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wendy. Thankfully, we just had somebody who just wanted to survive on the island tonight and not make it a moral argument. Yeah, for sure. And... Also, when Probst announces that there will be a reward at the sanctuary, and for some reason, every time he does this, he says the line, the sanctuary is where good things happen. We get a little Jakeism of him just going, oh, I like good things. I like good things. Like, yeah, we all do. That's probably my second favorite random Jake quote this season behind Tribal last week, where he goes, whoa, oh, sorry, whoa. And, like, does a quieter woe as Kelly's upset about being voted out. Last week, the if I play my idol. <laughs> that one was on purpose, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was, 100%. It was but good. This, like, this week, his reaction to the sanctuary being, oh, I like good things. I like good things. Like, yeah, we all do. But it's still funny. But, yeah. Not much happens at the sanctuary. Kendra says this is the first chicken she's eaten in 15 years. We see them kind of form a plan to vote for Jake, which is the one note I do have from the sanctuary is because Bruce says he's willing to vote for Jake because he doesn't want to go down with the ship, which is, like, I get it. It's smart. But like just last week, Bruce was considering giving Jake his idol. So what happened over the course of three or four days that caused this big of a shift? I would say probably that Bruce just needs his idol. Yeah. Now he's look. Bruce is looking at the end game and how to get to final three. Yeah, and I still think his chances of winning are low. But if he's able to kind of turn around his social game and his approach, like he seems like he's going to attempt to. He can improve his standing here. There's room for maneuvering. Yeah. It's it still kind of feels like he's dead man walking, but it's recoverable, I think. Yeah. At this point, it's like, do I think his chances of winning are great? No. No. Do I think anybody other than Katura has probably completely dismissed the idea of voting for Bruce? Also, no. Yeah. Gosh, watch those two end up in the final three next to each other somehow. That would be great. Yeah. So moving on from the sanctuary, we have the journey. And what do you have 
notes-wise from the journey? Um, it's interesting. One, we have a journey that's post-merge. So these players don't really need any time to like get to know each other or nothing. It's just all business. How do we get our vote back? The second is Austin. Well done. That was impressive to see. Yeah. Emily, don't feel too hard on yourself. I mean, today, whether she's in investments or not, I just had a meeting at my bank about my investments this week. Everything's done on computer. No harm in not being able to do that in a couple of minutes. That's all I have my thoughts with. I feel like we reaction-wise, we got both extremes of the spectrum of Emily being so hard on herself for not getting it. We have Austin being so excited because he did get it. And then Katura's in the middle, who didn't get it, but she's like, okay, like let's move on. That was the other thing that I had written down now that you say Austin being excited for getting it. When Austin finishes and goes, oh, yeah, let's go. I was like, Austin, you're telling the other two that you have a vote now. Well, They're probably only 20 meters away <laughs> or whatever that is in yards. I don't know. That thought didn't occur to me, but I don't feel like he was that loud. And also, I we like maybe you're right. We have no idea how far apart they actually are. The paths all went in different directions. So it might be far enough apart to where they can't hear each other. But it, it could be, but it could also be just around the corner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he gets back to camp decides to lie to everyone and say he doesn't have a vote and then tells the other people in his Reba group, which is about what I expected from him. And so they've got the majority of the votes right there. I thought it was smart because the, even though he lied about it, it was all three of them saying that we all had the same result. Yeah. So there wasn't this dispute of like, oh, yeah, it was easy. Emily got it. Katura got it. And now, Austin, you didn't get it. Uh, why is that? <laughs> yeah, I feel like if the two of them would have gotten it, he would have just admitted that he had it. I feel like them not getting it is what led to him doing this. But Yeah, exactly. Which could also lead to my prediction that Emily flips on him and Drew next week. If she, if Emily realizes that Austin voted at this tribal council and didn't tell her he had his vote, because I don't think he told her. Yeah. But, so. And then my last note I have, and tribal was about what we expected, so we don't need to spend a ton of time there. But yeah. when the two guys come up to D, and Julie's already wanting Jake. Julie doesn't like the Kendra idea. And mm -hmm. saying... The, the three of them want to go for Ke for Jake instead. And D's like, no, I want Kendra. I have written down, D might be playing a little aggressive here. Might be risking that she doesn't look like a team player or can't agree to other people's Absolutely. ideas. But it works out. She somehow convinced everyone to go with her. So what do I know? But it won't, how it will affect her in the long run, high risk, high reward. That's what I'd say. I think it's going to cause Drew and Austin having Emily as an ally, but that doesn't mean anything to D. So good for her, I guess. Not at all. That, 
Kurt would be just fine with her because it would make the two of them closer to her and Julie. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Do you have any? I didn't have any notes from Tribal. Did you? Not really. Like I said, it was what we expected. I mentioned it during Player of the Week. So, yeah, yeah, it was pretty straightforward, but really showed how can how much in control of those four D was tonight. Yeah, for sure. And so, moving into a line blindside first boot, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? You want me to go ahead? Go ahead. Okay, so I have, since D was my player of the week this week, I have three players who are Hispanic slash Latin American. And so I have D, I have Jesse Lopez of Survivor 43, and Carolina Eastwood of Survivor Token Chains and the Redemption Island Reunion. If you haven't That's seen that, the, the reference there is that at the time she was dating one of the players from Redemption Island. He decides she was in the crowd. He decides to propose to her at the reunion. And as he's talking, she's awkwardly like waving him off, telling him to shut it down. And then awkwardly says yes. And Probst brings her up on stage for the rest of the finale. So. Yeah. I was watching that. I was just like, David just gave such a great speech at final to support Boston Rob. I know I brought it up when we had Steven from Survivor Quotes on. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, he's trying to play Boston Rob 2.0 in a whole nother way. I know. It was great. I felt bad for both of them watching that. But. Yeah. Okay, so I am going to align with D. I think she, like we said, is playing a very good game, but might be overplaying a bit. Yeah. What we get from her, I mean, we saw her in token teams for less than an hour. So let's just blindside her at this point. Might be useful in the game. Maybe you just take her out at some point. Who knows? Um, Jesse is so good at this game. Yeah, that, he's got to go so for I'm it. So I'm going to him. That being said, myself also having a political science degree, I'm kind of regretting this. So. Yeah. I don't know. Jesse's, what about you? Jesse's, I have the same answers. I would align with D, but like, I feel like she has the ability to rub people the wrong way, possibly, so I could get those people's jury votes. Jesse's just way too good at this game. He has to go first, because if I align with him, there's no way I'm winning at the end. Because he's... He and D, I feel like, play a similar style, but Jesse's a little bit better at it to where he doesn't overplay as much. And doesn't necessarily always feel the need to push his personal agenda so hard. So I first boot him, which just leaves Carolina to be blindsided. But like you said, we really don't know much about her. So. Good one. Let me pull up some names. What I am going to give you is similar to D, 
I should have had this earlier, but I forgot that we were doing it. So um, I am going to give you the names of three. You did three Latino players. I'm going to give you the names of three players from the state of Florida. Oh, nice. So with that, we have Brenda Lowe, Cindy Hall, and Monica Culpepper. Ooh, okay. Well, we've seen aligning with Monica to the end being a winning formula before. So Tyson did that. I will align with Monica Culpepper to the end. I'm going to first boot Brenda because I love Brenda, but we've seen how she reacts to getting blindsided, and I don't want that on the jury against me. Which leaves leaves Sydney Hall as the blind side for no other reason than that's the only spot left. But I agree with you there. This was fun. This was fun. So we will follow us and subscribe on YouTube, Tribal Council Chat, Instagram at Tribal Council dot chat, Facebook Tribal Council Chat, and if you have any questions or suggestions, send us an email. Tribal Council Chat at gmail.com. Just a fun note about mine. Uh, since we did a Ally Blindside first boot for, with Floridian players as I did tonight, this will be my last episode in this room for a couple of weeks. Next week, we will be filming Tribal Council Chat from the state of Florida. Nice. That'll be fun. So I will be in Orlando. And then you will have a guest host coming up in two weeks when I'm on a cruise ship in Jamaica somewhere. Yep. So that'll be fun. Have a great week, guys. Grab your torches. Head back to camp.